Welcome to Journey to Brave, a podcast dedicated to empowering women to heal from trauma, cultivate self-acceptance, and fearlessly step into the most brave version of themselves. Hosted by me, Kaya Hunter, certified life and shadow work coach, breathwork facilitator, and NLP and hypnosis master practitioner. Join me as we dive deep into how trauma and the wounds from our past can affect us, how we can heal, find strength, create emotional well-being, and ultimately create the life you've always bloody well dreamed of. I believe that healing as well as self-acceptance are the foundations for personal growth, and we'll explore the tools, the strategies and practices so that you can create your own journey to brave. Ready? Let's go. Hello, and welcome to the Emptiness Countdown podcast. I'm so glad that you are here. Well, I have to say it has turned summer in Queensland here and I am not mad about it. I think every day this week, it's going to be about 30 degrees and I love it. I see the beach in my not too distant future and that is my happy place. That is for sure. So a big hello to those of you in the US and Europe who are going into uh, or in the fall or uh, autumn and I know that for you guys it's heading in the opposite direction and getting a little bit of a bit cooler but I must say even though I love summer I do love seeing all my friends and coaches and people that I follow enjoying the fall season in the US with the pumpkin spiced lattes and their open fires and the beautiful red leaves everywhere I do love seeing that but Summer is definitely my favorite time of year over here. (laughs) So in last week's podcast, I talked about money. Um, and I talked about it because it comes up lots with my clients. And as you, if you have listened to the episode, and if you haven't, why not go back and listen to it? But at the start of that podcast, I mentioned that when I had worked in the media company that I worked in for a long time, we did a big survey of us, a big research piece on Australian women and the three big things that stress them out. And they were time, weight, and money. So last week I talked about money, um, and this week I thought I would talk about weight because, like I said, it is one of the biggest stresses for us women. So I'm going to talk about it today. I'm going to kind of start with why we have this want or desire to lose weight, the societal pressure, the conditioning, the the ideals that we want to live by or aspire to look like or or live by. Um, And then um, depending on what happens when you listen to all of that, if you do decide that you still want to lose weight, then I have some tips for you as well. And look, I have to say that this does come up not surprisingly with pretty much every one of my clients. And you know what? Myself included. Um, And for most of my clients, though, it is around their health and longevity, about being able to do fun stuff with their kids, you know, being able to to climb up that mountain uh, or to be able to, you know, do stuff on the property that they live in without feeling puffed and, and exhausted. So a lot for sort of health reasons and longevity reasons. But let's look firstly at our weight and this pressure for us to conform to this ideal um, 
uh, ideal weight or body image, that's the word I was looking for, body image from a societal point of view because there is so much pressure on us women to look a certain way and our worth is determined by it. Since the dawn of time, women have been these things to be desired and we're conditioned that we have to conform to society's ideal of what a woman should look like. Now, that ideal, that shape of how we're, inverted commas, supposed to look has changed over time. In ancient times, women's bodies were admired for being round, for being fertile. Then it was the more voluptuous era with the likes of, you know, Marilyn Monroe springs to mind. And then came the next era, the supermodel era, with the likes of Elle McPherson, Naomi Campbell, Christy Turlington, all of those um, amazing, amazing women. And that era, you know, it was about being slim, but about being strong as well. So regardless of the time or point in history, society sort of says that we're supposed to look a specific size or a certain way, or we're not worthy. And look, there is a multi, multi billion dollar industry or industries that make money by setting an aspirational ideal of what we should look like. And I know because I used to work in advertising, I've seen it firsthand and they sell us products for making that ideal happen. The ad machines, the plethora of diets or programs. Every time I go on Facebook, there's a different one at-home workout programs or apps, and that just literally touches the surface. And it all contributes to this pressure for us to conform and look a certain way and to be at a certain ideal weight. And fun fact, or maybe not so fun, did you know the panel of people who created the BMI index were mostly employed by weight loss clinics who funnily or not actually so funnily, have a financial interest in encouraging the use of the tool as a measurement for us to determine if we're under or even better for them, overweight. There's actually studies though about the BMI index that may not in fact be the best, that it may not in fact be the best measurement for our weight or our health or longevity. I won't go into those research studies here, um, but happy to share them if you are interested. And so, of course, we have this perfectly rational urge to conform. It's human nature to want to be able to be human nature to want to be part of the tribe, so to speak. No one likes to be shunned by the tribe or society. And in caveman times, being shunned meant death. And that feeling, even though these days being shunned doesn't mean death, our brains don't know the difference. And so we want to conform. We want to remain part of the tribe. Feminist author and journalist Naomi Wolf. Wolf, Wolf my God, I can't talk. Feminist author and journo Naomi Wolf <laughs> says, and I quote, a culture fixated on female thinness is not an obsession about female beauty, but an obsession about female obedience. Thin bodies are the bodies of women who behave themselves, who conform, right? Interesting to reflect on. The patriarchy plays a huge role in how women feel about themselves and how we want to conform. And I wanted to preface this conversation around weight and losing weight with some background on some of the reasons that we might want to lose weight in the first place. And for you, 
to consider your reasons. So I really invite you to do that. Because if you're wanting to lose weight to conform with societal norms, because you think you should, and that includes doing it to please someone else like your partner, you can absolutely do that. Go ahead. Great. Go do that. But I just want you to be clear on your intention and be happy with the reason why you want to lose weight in the first place. And look, you might choose that you're happy with your current weight, whatever that might be. And I'd say fucking kudos to you as long as it's not damaging your health. Then I'd have a bossy conversation with you for sure. (laughs) But don't choose to stay where you are and then continue to have that goddamn argument in your head about it and beat yourself up. Yes, I'm choosing to stay at this weight. Well, but also I kind of feel fat and I want to lose weight. And so it goes, the hamster wheel, right, of thoughts. That is a horrible, horrible way to treat yourself. So decide, like your reason, and move forward. And be kind and compassionate to yourself. So I already mentioned for my clients who want to lose weight, it's mostly about how they feel in their physical body, like being able to go on those big long walks, being up, wanting to keep their cholesterol in check and just feeling healthy so that they can live a long life and see and play with their grandkids one day. Or maybe it's just that they want to get back into those genes that fit them a few years ago and they just want to lose a little bit. I don't want any woman wanting to lose weight to please someone else because they think it'll make them more lovable or attractive because they think they should or that they need to conform to what society says and what we should all bloody well look like, not on my watch. (laughs) But if you do decide you want to lose weight and you like your reasons, let's talk about what to do next. This is a simple process I teach. Notice I said simple, not easy, because it is simple. There's a few steps involved, but it's not necessarily easy because we're humans. Um, And I do go into much more detail and talk about other, um, you know, more in-depth sort of things that when I work with my clients who want to lose weight, but this will certainly get you going. Number one, set a goal. Number two, decide that you're going to achieve it. Number three, decide how you want to feel on your journey to losing weight. Name that emotion. And for my clients, it's usually something like motivated or determined, but choose whatever emotion feels like you and name it. Because whatever emotion is going to keep you, sorry, whatever emotion you choose is going to keep you taking the action that you need to take. And then know how that feeling feels in your body and and that you can generate it on purpose. Then what you want to do is you want to choose a thought or a mantra that makes you feel that emotion, that brings up that emotion in your body. So if you chose the feeling motivated, it could be a mantra like, I can do this. I've done this before. I can do it again. I've got this. 10 kilos down, it's done. And then keep that mantra or those mantras somewhere where you can see them. And check in that the thought that you choose makes you feel the emotion that you've chosen. Otherwise, just pick another thought, like trying another dress on. Does this thought make me feel motivated? Yeah, no, try another dress on. Make sure that the emotion is evoked by the thought. Then what you want to do is choose your actions, your food protocol or regime. 
Whether you're going to do fast, intermittent fasting, what your exercise uh, regime might look like. Then, as number six is, I don't know if I've been numbering them all the way, but this is number six. As much as you can, you want to pre-plan. Pre-plan so you're using your human brain, not your primitive brain. Because your human brain, that's going to be able to think and plan ahead with your goal in mind. I'm going to eat salmon and salad for dinner tonight. So you prepare for that. Versus your primitive brain, who's a little bitch, who'll walk past Donut King and grab a six-pack on a whim because it's programmed to desire and then to be gratified. So using that human brain and planning ahead as often as you can. Number seven, embody the goal as if it's already done. Vision boards, photos of you, journaling. You want to be the in the energy of having achieved your goal as much as possible. Like the law of attraction says, you put that vibration out there, that energy out there, and the universe will conspire or go about making it happen as long as you're still taking the action. Number eight, be kind to yourself along the way. You might make mistakes. In fact, you probably will. Your weight might not move for three weeks or it might fluctuate. Come back to that mantra you created. Come back to that feeling and keep going until you get there. Beating yourself up for any setbacks or mistakes is not going to get you there. But coming back to that feeling and that thought or that mantra and remembering your goal and the reason that you set that goal will get you there. Now, this is a side note, or perhaps it should have been number one, but I did think of it afterwards. (laughs) Know this. Are you listening? If you're not listening, come back to me. Hating your body the way it is now isn't going to get you where you want to be. Because if you're hating your body right now, you're probably feeling miserable, maybe sad, frustrated, maybe envious of someone else. Those feelings aren't going to drive the necessary actions that you need to take to reach your goal. Now, I'm not suggesting that you go from hating your body to loving it in one foul swoop. That might not be realistic for you. In fact, it's not realistic for a lot of us, most of us, I dare say. But how can you feel 5 or even 10%, maybe just stick with 5, 5% better about your body today? I mean, our bodies are incredible, regardless of it, their shape or size. So start there. My body is amazing because it allowed me to birth a goddamn child. My legs are awesome because they allow me to walk along the beach. I kind of like my blue eyes. And hey, my boobs are pretty rocking. So that's a damn good place to start. How can, and then you can work your way up 5% from there, 5% from there. But just those examples there, what are things that you already like about your body? How can you find a 5% better thought about your body than I hate my body, I'm fat, whatever it might be? Okay, start with 5%. All right, so if you've listened to this episode and after everything I've said, you're choosing to lose weight for the reasons that you like and that you're happy with and that you feel good, my God, go for it. You've got this. And if you'd like help, especially for those times when it feels hard, when the scales aren't moving and things just aren't working and you feel like quitting, 
let's talk. DM me over on Instagram. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's at Kaya, K-A-I-A underscore Hunter. And let's chat. Let me help you lose that weight that you want to lose. And lastly, before I let you go, I've got a request, a big, big favor. Whether you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or whether you're listening to it, which I know most of you do, or Spotify or wherever you're listening, I would so love for you to go to your favorite podcast player. Go to the Empty Desk Countdown podcast. Hello, you're probably already there if you're listening to this. And um, give me either a star rating, which is super quick and easy to do, particularly on Spotify, or a review. I would absolutely appreciate it no end. Of course, you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do, but I would love it. I would appreciate it. It will get this podcast in the ears of more women that need to hear it. So if you've got just two minutes to go to the Emptiness Countdown podcast in your favorite player and rate or review the podcast, I will be forever, forever grateful. All right, you guys, it's 3.43 in the afternoon where I am. It is cup of tea time. Have a great week and I will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Brave podcast. I'll be back next week with another episode. But in the meantime, if you've liked this episode, you're going to love my free video and guide. Stop letting fear hold you back. Start feeling confident and brave. I share a simple strategy you can start using today to help you feel more confident and brave. Learn the strategy in this video and you can use it on any negative emotion at any time. You can download it via the show notes. See you next week.